0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
1: <sighs> spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too
2: Good morning, Metroplex. Got the entire squad here. Sean Sharif, RJ Choppy, and our Cowboys insider Bobby Belt as the Jones boys were making news that had many of you rolling your eyes yesterday at the Senior Bowl in Alabama. We will check in with Nick Harris uh, from DallasCowboys.com at 8 o'clock. We already talked about Jerry Jones going all in. Stephen Jones, understanding your disgust, distrust, and maybe lack of support uh, in the off season. we'll get to that. but let's get to Jerry on why Mike McCarthy came back because these were his first public comments, aside from that statement he released uh, since uh, we did not have the two of those guys on the radio station no, we didn't. I heard about. that. Jerry on McCarthy, quote, "This is not a talk yourself into it. It obviously gives you a lot of things to consider and think about. everyone has options. This is what I'm very comfortable with." I felt good during the year with the job that Mike was doing. The team was responding well. We were all disappointed we didn't win that Green Bay game. We had visions of a lot better than that. We all did. But there are things that we can take moving forward. Dak has improved. And we told you all this would be Jerry's calling card here. Dak's MVP type season under McCarthy. Jerry was going to definitely point to that and use it as a reason to justify uh, Mike keeping his job. Dak has improved since McCarthy has been here, and I think we can look forward to that improvement. There's more there to get in terms of Dak with Mike. So that's Jerry Jones talking about the return of Mike McCarthy. All right. That's, uh, it, it
0: makes sense from his standpoint not to want to restart. Right. He has never wanted to restart. He hasn't wanted to restart in 25 years. He just hasn't. He never has, and that's that's – Part of why they're always good, and it's part of the maybe it's part of why they never get over the hump and they're never good enough. But this is kind of par for the course for Jerry. I don't think this is a major major surprise.
3: Yeah, I don't think it's a surprise. I think it's um, negligent. Like uh, honestly, I, I think I think where the negligence comes in is he doesn't want to completely restart, but he also doesn't want to move forward. He is at a a
2: stretch. We're not on the treadmill of mediocrity with the Cowboys. We're on the treadmill of uh. What's a catchy? It's a hamster wheel of some form. It's it's better than mediocrity. Yeah, it's like the
3: bougie version of what the Mavericks did for the last seven years that Dirk was here. Yeah. That's essentially what the Cowboys do every year. And look, maybe they'll change things up. Maybe he's honest about hey, we're we're going to really go all in and be aggressive and do some different things. And I expect us to to play in the free agent waters or whatever else. Fine. Uh, maybe you make some big trade. You you've made some trades in the past for big players. Okay, fine. Maybe you do something like that. But I, I think it's just tough from an an angle of disappointment and you're playing below what you were supposed to. Again, I don't think it's a problem if you don't have good players. Like they have good right, players. They do. I think the problem is that you have underperformed in those biggest moments, and the people responsible for that are are you're not doing anything to shift pieces around and see if that's different.
2: Jerry, on Dak Prescott's future and that contract extension that we're all waiting for. Dak has done nothing to change my mind of any uh, promise for the future. I think I said in the deal that we'd go
1: as far as Dak takes us in the playoffs. Remember that? Right. How do you go f- as far as Dak takes us. Right. How do you feel he played? And that's how far we went. All right. So okay, so my point is that doesn't change a thing. Okay. We'll go as far as Dak Texas. us. How, how do you feel he played against Green? You may have just said it there, but how, how do you feel he performed against the Packers?
0: Well, I think that uh, we, as a team, uh, laid an egg. And that's not uh, 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 specifically I to say it and respond that way. And uh, you can start here,
2: and I'm not trying to be magnanimous or anything. But you can start here, and you can
1: go all the way down the line. Uh,
2: all right, was stop. A,
1: uh, That's uh, enough.
2: That was a- uh, so the headline that you're going to see on television, and you're seeing it right now, Jerry not in rush to give Dak contract extension. They're also taking this quote, and I think spinning it a little bit, of Dak has done nothing to change my mind. And it's like I said to start the show at 530. That is going to be taken in one of two directions. If you listen to it, I think it's clear and obvious that is a supportive statement for Dak Prescott from Jerry. Dak has done nothing to change my mind. I've said that, you know, we're going to go as far as Dak does. It's going to be spun in some places as Dak has not changed my mind that we should give him an extension. Dak has done nothing to change my mind that we should pay him 55 or $60 million. But, Bobby, you... Sounded a little worried last night. I'm not worried. I, I, I'm i honestly
3: excited for the day when <laughs> everybody can get exactly what they wanted, which is the seven-year quarterback purgatory again. If that's what you want, if that's what the Cowboys want, if they want to play this game and get cute with it and do whatever else, I, I'm excited for the day for them to see what that looks like and get reminded, oh, yeah, we you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't just walk away from... You know upper tier quarterback play regardless if you want to talk about like not like for like very top of the league but you're talking about being in the upper quartile of the upper quartile yeah. chop somewhere around there uh if you're gonna walk away from that you deserve everything that you get from that oh, oh no Uh-oh. Alert. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's one of those there we go uh if you if you're gonna walk away from that you you get what you deserve in terms of you reap what you sow.
2: But if they do walk away from it and manage to take that level up, then they'll be looked upon as geniuses who have balls of stone, like the Kansas City Chiefs. Which
3: 25 years would tell us they're not going to look at that correctly. And I don't think it was too much to walk away. Because 25 years of just in general their gambles of, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to move here and we're going to do this have not paid off. Like like generally that that's that's a a big leap I think to expect that they would read that correctly and most of the time like I don't think it, everybody always draws that one the Mahomes Alex Smith one Alex Smith was not considered like universally a top ten quarterback yeah like, like you were not walking away from him no he was efficient but he didn't do anything to win you games right and so I, I think that when you've seen teams like. As much as everybody goes like, oh, what does Kirk Cousins do or whatever else? Like Washington saw, when you walk away from Kirk Cousins, what do you do? You end up making like multiple trades to get back in the first round for quarterbacks that flame out. You end up circling back and trying to scoop up Alex Smith and pay him $30 billion a year to do nothing. And yeah. those are the types of moves you make when you walk away from quarterback play that is good and keeps you competitive. Yeah, but a it Minnesota
2: is. Vikings fan doesn't have any real, true, genuine excitement that they're ever going to win the championship. Not and because y- of Kirk. If they yeah, Kirk, Kirk is-, is a part of it. Okay, if they Kirk, Kirk is a part say- of it. You don't, listen, <sighs> and I agree with you, and you can be all pissed off to start of the show, I don't care. You're going on vacation after the show, you shouldn't be all furious. I don't know what is up your rear end. But you can Nothing look at is. you can look at it one or two ways, and I agree with you on Dak extended. But you have to look at the other side, which Chop is going to bring up. You can stay status quo, which is very, 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 very good. And I think if the right things fall into place, the Cowboys can be and win the Super Bowl with Dak at quarterback. You do have to allow for the scary, but. Possible scenario that you move off of status quo, which does not have you as a real-deal, legitimate, true championship, top-tier contender every year, and you find something better. You have to allow for that, and and that's the Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, uh, Lamar Jackson-type discussion. I overall agree with you, but you have to be a little bit open-minded to the possibility of an organization rolling the dice and hitting on something bigger and better. Yeah, that's I mean, what uh, that's what you want to do. I mean, the, that that's the, it's at least a discussion that
0: needs to be had. I mean, absolutely in that room. And I don't know. That's the, my problem is that I don't even think they're having that discussion. I don't. Even, I don't even know that they are. But you're, you're you're right about Kirk. Like, from the standpoint that yeah, the risk is, and you know the risk going in when you move on from Kirk Cousins, the risk is that you're Washington and you're you're going to Sam Howell and you're about to draft Drake May and you look up and it's like oh crap, it's been it's been what. Six years, eight years, something like that. So that is that is the that is the the drawback. But the other side is is that this team hadn't even tried. They they have not drafted a quarterback in the first round since Troy Aikman. Only one team's gone longer, and that's New Orleans, whose last first round quarterback was Archie Manning. Like that's criminal. That's criminal. Now I'm not saying, and this is not an indictment on that. This is not Dak's fault. He's part of the reason. It's, you know, if he played better that game, maybe they win. He's part of the reason, but... And, and things are fickle. Things are very, very fickle in in this sports world. Brock Purdy is no longer seen as a system quarterback because he made a Super Bowl. If Detroit doesn't blow a 17-point lead, the Brock Purdy discussion is very, very different, even if he had the same second half as he did last week.
2: What do you think they're lining up to do with this?
3: I think it's just looking more... Like, I, I don't think that there's... I don't feel good either way about what they're going to do right now, but I think it's much more likely right now that they would just write it out just from the way that you hear people talking about it. You would
2: guess, your best guess is he does not get the extension this offseason.
3: That's where I lean right now is that they're going to do it. And if they do that, I think they think we can just devout. Like, I think they're just ignorant to it. I think they think they can write it out, get their answer, and then sign him. And then who cares? Like, we'll we'll be able to get it done. I don't think they have a healthy enough respect for it. No, he will leave mm-hmm. if you do that. He'll be ticked. I, I had, oh. there were a lot of tweaks and changes that went on last year. And a lot of them, Dak was not excited about, like, just flat out. And I, I remember I was talking to somebody last year with the team, and they were like, Look, they're like this is a season of change. He's he's not thrilled about like losing this person or that person. That's those are obviously people he thought highly of. And they had said like right then in that moment, if he's a free agent, I don't feel comfortable like if he was a free agent right now today, I don't feel comfortable that he'd be back here. Like I don't think he I don't feel comfortable that he'd want to be back here. And that was a fr- you could hear frustration in his voice as he went along all this off season. So after all of that, And he steps up and he plays the way he does. If then they go, we really need to see it another year. Then he, I'm just saying that I, I would lean towards, he's going to then say, okay, well then I will leave. You can't, he didn't want to be tagged for a reason. Mm -hmm. He didn't want them to have that power over him for a reason. He wants to be free if they're going to play like that. Look, if, if they don't extend him, then they do need to just
0: trade him then this offseason. If they're not going to extend him.
3: If they're not, if they're not going to extend him before the year, or if they have no plans of extending before him before the this year, year. because I think, I think they think we can just do this later, right? Yeah, if because they're, ex- they're, they, I think they have an arrogance about. If it. they're
0: not going to extend him before the start of the league year, right? Then, then, then they need to move on from him and just trade him. Because you're right. I don't. I think you are right. Like if they, get, if he gets a free agency, he's probably going to go because his number for the Cowboys. Florio has always talked with us about this. His number for. On the tag for this team is different than for this team because this team set the tag here, and he knows if he could, you know what I mean. So it's it's always not always the same, and he knows his number is the cap number. Um, so that's the starting point. If they're not gonna, if if you think it's a risk that he leaves, then you got to just trade him, get your two or three number one picks, and I would think that his over. agent
2: would be threatening them too with that. Like, hey, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you. Because look what this agent, look at the great job he did in Dak's last deal, and you, you'd think that he would put that thought into their minds. Like, if you don't do this, he has an ego as well, and he has feelings, and he'll be wanting out. Well, I mean, the, he was, his
3: agent Todd France had the only three guys a couple of years ago that didn't sign extensions after being tagged, and then he got all three of them to free agency. Like, if you want to just talk about what's in the best interest of the agent to make the most money, it's to expose Dak to yeah. the open market.
2: That, that would make him the most money. And so, I mean. And Jerry said, I'm not going to be discussing any part of it because it looks like that's an issue when it's not. So, he definitely knows a lot of things that we don't. He maybe knows that he doesn't have to do it right now, and Dak would sign it. But then there's the other side that Bobby is bringing up. You want to go ahead and uh, and and give him the uh, middle finger at least in Dak's mind, and go ahead and play with fire.
3: Yeah, I mean, I just I always try to apply it back to whenever people are like, why would he go or do this or that? And I know Tad Tad Prescott had said, look, I want to I want to try and get him to leave because the fans are awful or whatever, but he he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to go. But I think that when you try to apply it in your real world scenario, if you if you were at a job where you had. Had these sorts of times where, like, you had progressed or you were seeing results, and then you kept seeing them go. Like, well, I don't know. Let's look at it. like people would get frustrated, and especially if there was a market out there in your same career field that was competitive for. Well, we'll take you, and and we'll we'll show you how much you're valued over here. I think that'll. I think most people would say, well, then I'm going to leave my current company. Yeah, and so it's. I just think that that logically. I don't think the Cowboys have a healthy enough fear of that. I think I think people at the top of the Cowboys just think this is the Cowboys brand. He grew up a Cowboys fan. Yep. We
2: can just, at any moment we're ready to pay him, he'll take that money. You have to want to be here. You came out of the womb. That's in your DNA. It's in your blood. Yep. You just, you, why would you go anywhere else? Are you kidding me? That could be a little bit of the arrogance that burns them. Uh, did a team in the NFC East get burned with the head coach we all thought was going there? Er- Change of mind. Another coach out of Houston, Ert. Change of mind. What else is happening and what it means for Dan Quinn around the rest of the NFL? Next on The Fan.
1: We really need new phones. T
4: Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? (laughs) Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.
1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum ten dollars per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Did you eat dinner last night? No. Good lord! I don't think the sun chips are going to fill you up. I, I just
3: no. I just put. I just ate sun chips because I had to drink this, and I couldn't drink this on an no. empty stomach.
2: Eating slamming, eating slamming, eating slamming. He's starving.
3: What 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 have I told you, Sean? When I when I've broken this out, what does that mean? Uh, you're not gonna be focused. I mean, no. It means I'm without. Well, yes, but you know what it means. It means I'm mm. tapped out. Yeah. Tapped out. And so I had to drink that, and that was uh that was my wake up. And uh, I can't just throw it on an empty stomach. You didn't eat dinner. No, I was busy last night getting ready for us to leave. So I just lost track of time. And then I was exhausted, and I went to bed at like nine. And where are you going? Florida, Seaside, Florida. Wow. Driving. Look at that. Yep. And so how long is that gonna be? Twelve hours in the car with three children and a stressed out wife. Oh, but you know what? Still gonna eat cereal.
2: You look like you're really ex- in the car. Sure. With the kids in there. In the car on the beach. I don't. I don't. I don't know about all that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about. All I believe that. it when I see it. Yeah. And so where in Florida? You'll see it. You want to see it? <laughs> Well, if you're willing to do it with the kids <laughs> in the car, I don't All know right. if it's crazy no, not that you would. I just mean
3: while they're in there, we'll, we'll just go out to the, uh, the tailgate or whatever.
2: 877 881 1053 is the traffic.com text line. Coaching carousel got some surprises yesterday. Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator, told the Seahawks and the Commanders, I'm staying put. I'm staying right here. 37 years old, Adam Schefter said that teams were a little bit afraid. Of the price tag. Remember, I think Jocena Anderson reported that he was looking for like 20 to 25 million a year. Some teams are like, "Uh, no, that's not going to happen. And Ben Johnson decides to stay with the Lions as their OC, even though you had some boomer assayasin reports that Ben Johnson to the Commanders was a locked up, done deal. Yeah. And I mean, it's one
3: of those where. I was talking to, so I, I know a couple of people in Washington and I was just Whoa. talking to I was trying to figure out like, hey, do y'all think Quinn could be the next move or whatever here? Just trying to figure out where it could go. And the person I was talking to yesterday was like floored. No, no, idea. There's there's no clue where this is at now. Like, well, they, they were certain Monday they were getting Ben Johnson. Like, they felt like this is done, All right, Kind of like laying groundwork for, okay, we gotta start figuring out assistant coaches and everything else. And so the report yesterday, I guess, is... I can't remember who had this, but he's... They were apparently flying to Detroit yeah, they were to him. They were in the air when they got the call that he wasn't going to take the job, and they had to turn around. What? they were going to meet with Aaron Glenn, too. And they were apparently furious that that is when they got the phone call. And that now somebody else had reported they're like, that might... When that starts getting around league circles, that might tell some teams, like, oh, okay, all right, this guy's not a pro. And so may have done some damage in the process and saying he wasn't going to take this job, yeah. calling it in what he did. Uh, but, I mean, he, he wants to go back. He wants to win a Super Bowl. I just always find it interesting whenever anybody passes up head coaching opportunities to stay on as a coordinator or do anything else. It just makes me wonder because it's like everybody always says there's only 32 of these. So you get, Sometimes you got to take a job you don't even really want. So when it's one where... There does seem to be some building momentum of positivity with what Washington's doing, ownership changes and some of the things they're doing with their front office. There seems to be stuff that's encouraging about that. So that's not like the awful job it once was. Yeah. I would be, I'm just surprised that somebody would just that late in the game go, uh no, never mind. Y'all could go back. Turn around, fly back.
0: I mean, look, you know y'all know my stance. Like if if Washington had Patrick Mahomes, it's a very attractive job with Dan Snyder. You know, like to, to me, this is this is a no brainer. I'm not I, I get it. There's 32 of them. You take the David Tepper job. You take it. You're you're going to get paid five, six, seven million a year. I have no idea what Ben Johnson is going to be getting. I'm sure they'll give him a bump in pay. Uh, that's kind of how this thing works. Um, but it's it's you know, if you take a job, but you don't have a quarterback with or without the second pick. Drake may may stink. Yeah, he might be Tom Brady. We don't know. It's risky. It's super risky. And he's in a position where they're going to be good. Detroit's going to be good again next year. He'll be a hot candidate again next year. Josh McDaniels was a hot candidate every year, and he pulled the most un, uh, unattractive, unlikable move on Indianapolis,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Yeah, and he still got another chance. Yeah. Um. So if you're if you're Ben Johnson, it's like, all right. I mean, I, I'll, I'll be picky. I make enough money. He doesn't view himself as the number as like the as not the guy. He views himself. He'll get the credit if they win a Super Bowl. A lot of it in the offense. He's already getting a lot of the credit now, um, and and then he'll just wait for a job that comes open on a team that fires a coach that already has a quarterback. That's what I would do. I, I if I if I was him. Now if I was Dave Canales and, I, and no one had heard my name until three weeks ago, yeah, take the job. But if I'm Ben Johnson. All right, yeah, you know what? If uh, Mike McCarthy gets fired, then I'll I'll go coach Dak Prescott, or if uh, or or whoever, right? Right. If Sean McDermott gets fired, I'll go coach Josh Allen, as opposed to starting over with Washington.
3: Yeah, but I mean, like, then at at the same time, like, this is just for another example. Go 16 years ago, or whatever it is, and Jason Garrett is feeling like he's in a position to turn down the Baltimore Ravens, who go on to win the Super Bowl. Then Jason flounders here in Dallas. Like, like there is a risk in turning down any of these jobs. That's why people usually jump on them. I get turning down a specific job. If you have multiple options or whatever else, it's very risky, especially when Dan Campbell's talking about yesterday, there's a target on our backs. Things are going to be very difficult. Like to think that Ben Johnson, here's the thing. Ben Johnson may maintain the level of praise that he's got right now and may maintain his reputation. I think it's very hard to become a hotter candidate oh, than yeah. he is this year. Not, not a chance. And so that's the thing is that you really risk if things go sideways, if people figure out... Plus the stuff
2: money, to- and then whatever you're talking about with the unlikability
3: midair. I just think that that's... That's a risky play, and I, it feels like there's some other layer to this. Like, he just determined, like, I don't want to go to Washington. I don't want to work with somebody there. Like, it just feels like there's some layer here other than just, oh, I, I want to – because Rappaport's report yesterday was he wants to win a Super Bowl in Detroit. It's like, mm, that, that doesn't seem like a good enough reason to pass up a job. Uh, no, it doesn't, but it does – if he wants
0: to win a Super Bowl, that does give him the best chance next year compared to Washington. So I get it from that perspective, but – yeah, it doesn't generally seem like a way to pass up a job unless... But again, you, lo- you love that you
2: said last night.
0: I and- do. I mean, I love the idea. Like, if that's what he wants to do, he wants to win a Super Bowl, and he wants to run it back, and he feels like there's unfinished business, finish your first job. Finish the job before you go and jump to something else. There's an honor to that um, if you buy into if, if That's the reason. What, um, what, what
3: are the chances that team wins the Super Bowl next year? I mean, the... Same as any number of four or five teams, six teams. I uh, see. I don't Ooh. think so. I, I I totally disagree. I don't think, I think we, like Dan Campbell just told us that they're, they're going to have trouble. Half their team are free agents next year.
0: I know, but I, we looked. There's there's not really anybody of note. Core. There's core that there's, matters. There's though. guys that literally you've never heard
3: of. There's core that matters. And like, you got to. Yeah, yeah, it
0: does. But like, it's also like they, their chance of winning the Super Bowl next year is going to be not the same as San Francisco or Kansas City
3: or Baltimore or Buffalo.
0: Um, uh, maybe not. I mean, I, I think they had a they were they're, they'll be in the
3: same category with Dallas, Buffalo, Baltimore, uh, Cincinnati. I, I, see, I think they end up. Ooh, I don't know. Burrow back. I I bet like by the time we're entering next season, I bet they are viewed outside the top five contenders for the Super Bowl in the NFC in the NFL. But, like uh, that's why. Just, like, yeah,
2: because I mean, the AFC is so is so loaded at the top. I mean, he's I, just taking your statement of the same as four, like four other teams. And breaking up into Just
0: tiers. go to the NFC. Yeah, just go. Yeah, right? Like,
2: just go. They're no
0: different. Their, their chances of winning the Super Bowl is the same as the Cowboys next year.
2: Mm. I would, I, would, I, I mean, I, the majority of people would put them as in the same exact discussion.
3: They would, but, like, I mean, that comes down to, like, history and the way people perceive Dallas. Like, in terms of just... Throughout the entire year, most of the year, everybody thought Dallas was better than Detroit.
2: Yes, but now we think that Detroit has something that the Cowboys don't, which is an actual spine. So either way, (laughs) that's another discussion. Uh, Ben Johnson, the the commanders, sounds like the commanders did not get their guy, and that's a good thing for us. Bobby Slowick, Texans offensive coordinator, agreed to a new deal in Houston. So, Bobby, you were talking about him. You're like, once he gets a job, that's going to be another thing. He's also staying like Ben Johnson is. Yeah, and Slowick was one that
3: the entire time didn't seem nearly as likely to jump as Ben Johnson did. It felt like Slowick was kind of just content with what he was doing. And that one is different. Like to me, like I think there is there is definitely room for the Texans to grow. And there's definitely room for Slowick to build his reputation. And I mean, CJ Stroud's one year into this. They get another year, they continue to build that. Slowick can absolutely become an even hotter name than he is currently, but You know, you get uh, Bobby Sloat gets an extension yesterday. Gerard Johnson, their quarterback coach, he got an extension, told teams he wasn't going. So... Houston doing everything they can to kind of solidify their coaching staff, which is what you do when your coaching staff doesn't completely disappoint at the end of the season. Mm. That's when you run it back, and that's (laughs) when you buy into those people and go all in, so to speak, on those people.
2: And then I love that you guys uh, disagree once again on Arthur Smith, the former Falcons head coach, is hired as the offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You love it. Bobby is laughing at it. You don't like it? No.
0: No. He was pretty decent in Atlanta with that rot with that that quarterback situation.
3: I, I mean, look. He was good
2: in Tennessee. Hand, For the numbers. Four out of the last five years. Arthur Smith led offenses, ranked twenty-second or worse in passing yards per game. Yeah, that's not on Arthur Smith. We all agree on that one. That's Desmond Ritter.
0: I mean, Arthur Smith kind of oversees all that. Well, yeah, but I mean, what's he gonna do? Again, this is this is This is not difficult. We know the the deal here. If you have a quarterback, you have a chance. If you
3: you don't have a quarterback, you don't. Your offense stinks without a quarterback. You told me two weeks ago that the only reason why Ryan Tannehill leveled up was because of Arthur Smith. I didn't I. Literally, have never
0: said that. <laughs> oh, I have never given that Sean, kind of credit to a coach. Do you remember this argument we had? I have never. I, said, I don't remember.
2: I we, have never given that I tried kind of. I tried whenever he talks Tannehill, I tune out. I have I've never given that I credit tried to, to say, a coach. I tried,
3: no, because we talked about like, look, Tannehill leveled up. He did it deep in his career, and I said Vrabel was overseeing that. You, that's not Vrabel. That's Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith brought that out of him. That's what you said. No, no, no. I said Vrabel's not overseeing that. Mike Vrabel doesn't get
0: credit oh my for God, Ryan I'm Tannehill. Pull this up, i up, child. I would go ahead and find it, find it, and take it out of context. Guy would never give. Coach that credit, you did. and you know I've never given a you coach did that because credit. it was to not give credit to Brabel. It doesn't mean I'm giving credit to, to Arthur Smith. I'm saying Arthur Smith oversaw the up. offense, but,
2: but wouldn't it fit your argument more to give Arthur Smith that credit in liking this hire for Pittsburgh? No, because it's about the quarterback. Okay? <laughs> I don't care about. Uh, I thought that lends to your argument. Absolutely not. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going to do that.
0: I am not going to give credit to a coach for bringing anything out of a quarterback. That doesn't work like that. Now they they can they can work well together and it can mesh together, but. This fits because they have two running backs.
3: That's why this fits. It fits, but that's not the way to win these days. By oh, of like, course it's not. So it's hand-meat-glove. Like, but it has school, to do with Arthur Old-school, blue-collar mentality, like run the ball like it's 1984. So like, do we not trust Arthes, Mike Tomlin then? Um, to do what, specifically? Period. To, no, to win 10, uh, 10 games. Wake up and win 10 uh, games. Uh, no, with, I mean, with I mean hire. He, he didn't want to fire Matt Canada. Like he was forced to. Do, I, I don't trust Mike Tomlin necessarily on like matters of offense. It's just like, I, to quote Mike McCarthy, uh, Marty Schottenheimer was a great coach. Uh, he also said, like, the last thing you wanted was Marty Schottenheimer walking into your offensive meetings on Monday morning because you didn't perform and sticking his nose in offense because it's like, Marty, run, stay run, away. Run, you have run, no run. idea what you're doing here. 2 Get out of our offense. I mean, same thing with Tomlin. Tomlin's a defensive guy. All
2: right, we got uh, another depressing Rangers offseason story. Corey Seeger news. And do we have a problem with the Dairy Queens in Texas? Sean, RJ, and Bobby off to a spicy start with the Hump Day Edition. Okay. Continuing on the fan.
4: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Good morning to Jared Sandler, who is uh, texting me. Uh, He said, when do you think the... Complete explosion is going to happen this morning on the morning show. And I was like, I don't know. It's coming at some point.
3: Probably when uh, Jared texts in again to tell us, like, how awesome Jalen Hurts is, even though he collapsed at the end of the year and showed he was a one-year wonder, Jared. That's when it's coming. That's yes,
2: good today. You're about to see a hotline, <laughs> You're about to see it. Why you, you go out in a bad mood? Oh, I'm, I'm in a great look, mood you today. Look like you look miserable. I'm in a great mood have the you look hoodie grouchy. on? I look like Eminem? No, you just look grudge. I've never seen someone get ready to have the rest of the week off, go on vacation, and be so freaking miserable because you are going to be making the long drive with your family. No, it's because I'm obsessed
3: with with the grind. I'm obsessed with the grind, Sean. I can't leave it. He doesn't know how to to relax. Shut up. He doesn't know how to relax. Now he's going to be forced to relax. You need to
2: take a lesson from Bassick. I think you're too attached to the cow. It's a good thing. It's a good thing that you're a fan, uh, but you're too attached. You're taking it personally. And that's going to come back out at seven o'clock. You let it, you let it personally affect you a little bit too much. I'm not too attached to the Cowboys. I'm. You're furious. You're like you're despondent. You're furious. I just, uh, I get uh, so,
3: it, I get so frustrated by what feels like negligence in so many ways. Where it's like, how is this not a, a got, how is this a thing? You
0: got, you got to zen it out, man. My favorite team in sports lost last night. Okay, my fa- my absolute favorite team in sports, Tennessee basketball. We lost a home game to an unranked team. First, first top five team
3: to do that in, in months. Doesn't happen. Uh, I'm fine. I I had even forgotten about it. <laughs> You're fine with that and the fact that Tennessee's about to get the, the death penalty for for NIL violations and everything. Oh like no, I mean, that's
0: there's there's no there's no <laughs> remote
3: chance of a death penalty or any any punishment look, at all. Look, I just look. The part of this is if I have an opinion on something. Working on this in therapy right now, Sean. Yeah, I'm not saying a lot of progress. No, it's not. I like I have tried to tell you guys for forever this was not going to work for you should me.
2: Should have taken that therapy money and bought a flight today. Pro- just, oh gosh, still Are you kidding me? Or Are you
3: kidding me? The <laughs> amount that the flight costs. Uh no, I uh or I I I whenever it's there's something that I feel so in my spirit is right, I just I can't let go when when it's hey. the opposite view is being Driven. Yeah,
2: and we, you need to have a discussion with the, your therapist about something that I have an issue with, about control. You're not controlling what Jerry and Stephen Jones are going to do, so freaking back off a little See, bit.
3: See, that is what we talked about in therapy, that yeah. I need to be in control of everything. Yeah. He said I have an obsession with being in control. Okay. I'll play this clip for next time I'm in therapy. I'm going to
2: clip it and send it well, to Well, this me. will put you in an even better mood. Corey Seeger underwent surgery to address a left sports hernia core uh Chris Young said he's hopeful that Corey will be ready for opening day. Okay. You're the only one. I'll give you some credit and uh I'm I'm like trying to have championship blinders on um but this does not this this, this is not lining up well for hopes of contention of a repeat. What are we uh <laughs> what,
3: what's the clever name we can call them that has to do with the Marlins? The Marlington Rangers or the the Texas Marlins. (laughs) I like that. Because this is is what it is. They win and they have no interest in defending it. Or they have no capacity to. I don't know that they have no interest. But, man, it has been nothing but uphill the whole way.
2: And, look, to be fair, the... the There's two things. There's two anchors that I don't know they could change. Once you got the DeGrom Scherzer news, once that reality set in, you're basically stuck. You're not going to go out and get two brand new aces. We'll see what ends up happening here with Jordan Montgomery, right? But once we know that you're basically going to lose your two horses for the whole year or the first half of the season, you are what you are. You're just stuck in that reality unless you want to go and try to add a ton of offensive firepower or the bullpen, uh, which we're going to hear from their newest addition here momentarily. But when when DeGrom and Scherzer have you have you where you are you, you how are you going to get around that you can't not not well, no, right now you
0: can't, it's too. No, we're we're past that i mean spring trainings in 14 days
2: no so i'm just you, saying for the whole off season yeah what were you going to do the whole off season nothing you have 240 million dollar pitchers with the money locked in committed that's gone and they're not going to pitch for you so you gotta rely on Avaldi, you gotta rely on Jordan Montgomery coming back. Uh you you've spent money, you have a ton of money to top end players, and then you got hit with the, the TV thing. I'm just trying to figure out how much trust and benefit of the doubt I'm giving Chris Young, how much I'm allowing in my mind mentally for them to finish in the middle of the American League West or second place in the American League West. I'm 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 trying to delay all of those things until it's a reality. I,
3: I guess I view it as like it's the same as going, like, what do you want me to do? To do? I, I I bought a couple houses in Miami knowing that, like, hurricanes may roll through and destroy them. Like, you invested in the guys who were, like, two of the players that people were like, yeah, the injury outlook on those guys, they're probably 100% chance that they're going to get injured sometime during the course of this money. And they're not paying everything to Scherzer. There's still, like, money. Yeah, t- the, the money was true. coming from the Mets to pitch in on that. Very true. I just feel like you could have added one... Like, go get a starter. Go trade for one. Go do something. Like like do Or specifically, do something to flesh out the bullpen more than going, we're going to go get value arms and guys coming off of a history of elbow injuries. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, bullpen, you don't want to spend money. You don't want to mm-hmm. spend a lot of money on the bullpen. Not the in long term, but you can one is very, You get a bunch of one-year deal guys on bullpen number, arms, right? You get short term, maybe two years. But you don't need to go break the – like, I get what Houston did with Hayter – but they didn't need to. You don't need to spend twenty million dollars on Josh Hader. You don't. Now, do they have a nasty seven, eight, nine? Yeah, man. Like you better get to him. You, you better get to him. And it's a luxury. Uh, but you know, let me give you the you bullpen. Be better, would you be better served,
2: you know, paying three bullpen arms five, seven, eight million dollars a year? Sure, I think so. Here's Oak State. Uh, he captured that MLB Network Ranger segment yesterday, and he sent it to me. Always sends me a ton of stuff. Thanks being a top-tier tolo, bullpen, lefty, Brock Burke, righty, Grant Anderson, Jonathan Hernandez, Jose LeClerc, David Robertson, Rodriguez, Spores, Yates, and I forgot Lats on the other side for the lefties. So that's your bullpen right now, and that's the Corey Seager news to start the year.
3: Look, the good news is that you've got coming up right behind, if you need him, you've got Jack Leiter. You've got Kumar no, Rocker. you're you're You've actually got Owen White. You're, you're not wrong <laughs> from
0: a bullpen perspective that if those guys actually did anything and were healthy, you know, if <laughs> like, let's just say that is that that is a philosophy a lot of teams employ. Let's take our, our we have a rotation that's that's full, that's filled up. Let's not waste throws and pitches in the minor leagues with, let's say you had healthy guys who were you know near the top of your farms. Let's bring them up, put them in the bullpen this run they did it with david price at tampa that's an option but it's not really an option because those guys are either a have not produced at the level we thought or b are injured they're just lucky that cole reagan's hit
2: yeah
3: for someone else oh yeah for somebody else For someone else that's right
2: david robertson uh on the rangers hot stove with sandler why were the rangers a good fit for you in the pen
0: it's just a good fit for me. I mean, you know, Chris sold it to me. Chris Young sold it to me, and and you know, I listen. I'm getting older, and I want to win. You know, just like Max, like I got that 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 something that drive in me. I just I can't stand losing, and I'm ready to win another
1: ring. And I I came pretty close with the Phillies in 22, and uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm I'm itching to get back into a World Series. That's for sure. That's the exciting times.
2: Man, how about that accent? Wow, where's he? Oh, Birmingham, By- him, Alabama. Alabama. There it is. Dairy Queen, Texas, uh, in the news. <laughs> so
3: this is uh, it's it's nice to know that at least in uh, Clifton, Texas, uh, which I think is just outside of Waco, right? Like, like roughly, I, I, I don't I, I don't know Waco. I, I well. believe it. I believe it's just outside of Waco, but they are in the news for operation blizzard what is operation blizzard well it was a uh, a sting a police sting there in clifton texas where 10 employees at dairy queen were arrested for selling methamphetamine with your uh your blizzard that you would order there in Clifton with so, it yeah well I mean that's kind of how they would do their drug deals but they were selling they basically built this entire methamphetamine empire that they were selling at different points but the main hub was this dairy queen where they all worked breaking so, blizzard the exact breaking blizzard exactly they were selling everything out of there uh, the Clifton police department said they arrested 10 in connection with, with selling methamphetamine around multiple locations in town including the dairy queen where several of the people worked local law enforcement had investigated since June 2023 I'm always amazed by this. I understand it takes time to build a case and do different things, but like you actively knew meth was getting sold out of dairy Queen, and they were able to do it for six more months before you arrested them. Like, it's always crazy to no me dying. that you... Well, I mean, somebody probably did methamphetamine cake. <laughs> Give killer. me the Reese's with rocket fuel. Is that what they ordered? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But this does feel like... This does feel made for an HBO movie or something like that. Or like a, a TV series. Like, I would I would watch that if you told me, like, this was the plot line to a TV show. Like, yeah. Dairy Queen what's, workers built a methamphetamine empire. What's y'all's
2: go-to Dairy Queen order? And when's the last time you've been? Would you rather go to a Dairy Queen or a Brahms?
3: Brahms. Brahms. For sure. Dairy Queen is... A better version, and I don't know if they all still do it. Dairy Queen used to have the flame broilers. Not all locations still do, but that made their their burgers taste like better Burger King burgers. Typically,
0: Pepe, give me the Blizzard. I I love Brahms, but give me the Blizzard. Give me the extra stuff.
2: I I would probably go go Dairy Queen over Brahms too. Yeah, I I I had Brahms for the first time like a few months ago. The Brahms
0: soft. I'm a soft serve guy. The Brahms, the Brahms soft serve is tremendous.
3: Okay, this needs to be a, a. 105.3 The Fan YouTube video is me taking you to Brahms and sitting you down and showing you what you need to order because I'm sure you ordered the wrong thing or something if you're not impressed with
2: Amanda it. Amanda got ice cream. I got a milkshake.
3: <laughs> That's all you got? You know, you need a burger. You need the, the curly. The food fr- didn't or, look that or, impressive or the, the to cut. me. Look yeah, at the, c- the pictures you, of the food. I mean,
2: Dairy Queen is Texas too. It's not like I'm doing an in-and-out take Dairy, here. Dairy, Dairy
3: Queen's actually Oklahoma. But uh, or no, no, Dairy Queen that did you know it's only is branded it Brahms or, Oklahoma? No, Brahms, Oklahoma. Dairy Queen is actually only branded as that's what you know their slogan is yeah. DQ. Yeah. That's what I it's like not about from it. Here. It's only branded that way here. Like no one else has it called uh. that. It's literally just local Texas branding that they they try I was to do impressed
2: with Brahm's grocery store section. Yeah. I like I mean that's I like I was both.
3: I haven't gone I don't go to Dairy Queen nearly as often. I do like whenever I get the blizzard how they do that. They turn it over and show yeah. you like, look, the spoon's stuck in it yeah. and then mm-hmm. they hand it so to you. So what do
2: you get at Brahms since you're so passionate?
3: Uh, oh my gosh, Brahms is like double burger with the uh, the crinkle cut fries, and they salt those things up. Big Eat. crinkle cut fan. We love they, the
2: crinkle cut. Love the crinkle. You get a cut. root
3: beer from there. I don't know what it is. Their fountain root beer just tastes better than anybody else's.
2: But Brahms is fantastic. I love yeah, Brahms. I think Bassic went there the other day. Uh, and what and what Blizzard are you getting? Um, the chocolate, just uh, triple chocolate,
0: whatever they got it there. Warren. Yeah, the go at least Reese's. Well, I mean, they, no, they, no, they throw cost oh, yeah. extra, and he's Heath? not pulling up for that. Heath. No. Rockwell Heath? <laughs> you literally just go chocolate. Well, it's like the triple chocolate. It's not just chocolate. It's, but th- it's no, like that's it's just got, chocolate. That's just like saying it's chocolate. better. It's that's got like got saying three cheese it. quesos, not brownies, just right? queso. Okay, I want, there's not brisket in it. It's just queso. <laughs> I watched somebody
3: get into a literal physical altercation at a Brahms with a worker because she was trying to order a blizzard. And she was like, I need a blizzard. And she's like, we don't sell those. And they got in this argument of whether they sold them or not. And they literally started, like, pushing and had to be separated. (laughs) Definitely a mess spot then.
2: All right. What did you do? What did you say? How much did you laugh? Or what did you throw? And do you believe? I already know the answer. Do you believe Jerry Jones at all? After yesterday, he said the Cowboys were going all in. And can they even do it? Is it a possibility? Let's laugh. Let's cry. Next on The Fan.
1: (sighs) Oh.